out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105. 1FM, and it is Tuesday, November 14th, and a quick happy birthday to my dad, who turns 27 years old today. No, I'm just kidding. November 14th, though, my dad's birthday, and I actually was able to hang out with him on Sunday and um, watch the Commanders game with him, which was always fun. You know, we were season ticket holders for 17 years, and that was the first time we watched a game together in about two or three years, and of course... Like always, when we watch a Commanders game together, it ends up being really close, and then there's devastation and heartbreak as the Commanders lose to the Seattle Seahawks, and the NFL week wrapped up last night with Monday Night Football, and that's exactly where we begin here on the Sports App. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Are you serious? And we begin today in the NFL, recapping Monday Night Football. You know, we talked about this. It should have been an easy win for the Buffalo Bills, but I said don't sleep on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, who are on a two-game win streak. Well, they made that a three-game win streak with a victory last night, and uh, Russell Wilson was decent, you know, and they got off to a good start. And that kind of helped them uh, carry it into a victory. And so, look, really, really good win on Monday Night Football for the Broncos. And Russell Wilson didn't look great statistically, 193 yards and two touchdowns. But like Michael Phillips said, it feels like Russell has decided, hey, I can't be a pocket passer. I've got to run. I've got to scramble and make plays. And I thought he looked loose. I thought he looked like, hey, He's in really good shape. He was running around in the pocket. He ran it nine times for 30 yards, including a long 10-yard run. And the two touchdown passes helped Denver defeat the Buffalo Bills 24-22. Here's the touchdown by Javante Williams that gave the Broncos a 21-15 lead. Now Wilson looks like he's checking here. Nope, it's a pass. He's got Javante wide open. Javante makes the catch. Washed into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. So Buffalo would go after that in the fourth quarter. They would go six plays, 75 yards, and get into the end zone and take a 22-21 lead. But Russell Wilson got the ball back with a minute and 55 seconds on the clock. A short pass to Samaj P. Ryan. A pass to Cortland Sutton. Another pass to Samaj P. Ryan. And just like that, the Broncos got right down the field called their timeouts and set up Will Lutz for a 41-yard field goal. Problem was, Will Lutz missed it. Field goal no good. The Bills win the game. Hold on. Hold your horses. Penalty. Flag on the play. 12 men on the field for the defense. They move it five yards closer. Will Lutz, 36 yards away. Game-winning field goal. Here's the call. For the win. Lutz kicks it on the way, and it is good! The Broncos can celebrate because they have come to Buffalo and upset the Bills by a final score of 24-22. to 
And there's a change in Buffalo this morning. Breaking news, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Bills fired offense coordinator Ken Dorsey. Per sources, Bills move on from their OC Ken Dorsey following the 24-22 loss to the Denver Broncos. And it makes sense. This is a Broncos defense that gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. And now, for three straight games, this Buffalo team has failed to score more than 24 points. Uh, they're, they're not that good offensively this year. And I think the issue is Josh Allen making too many mistakes. It feels like he plays like every play the game's on the line. And, and you know the old saying is, hey, throw it away and live to fight another down. He didn't do that. His two interceptions were costly as he had a terrible quarterback rating of 27.1, 15 of 26, and under 200 yards passing, 177 on the game. They figured out the rushing attack. with. A, I thought that was going to be the issue for the Bills this year, right? James Cook, Latavius Murray not doing enough, but Cook had 109 yards. Latavius Murray provided 66, but it was Allen's two interceptions that cost the Buffalo Bills. Let's move over to the NBA here on the Sports App. And I begin in the NBA with this interesting statistic here. Most three-pointers made by NBA rookies so far this season. Number one, Jordan Hawkins. He was dominant out of UConn, won the national championship, and he's playing really well for the Pelicans. Marcus Sasser of Detroit, second place. Chet Holmgren, OKC third. Victor Wembanyama fourth. The Washington Wizards rookie Bilal Koulibaly in the top five with 14 three-pointers made this season. But the Wizards lost to the Raptors last night. 111 to 107, the rare game in which Washington doesn't give up 120 points, but still manages to lose. And it was really disappointing for Wiz fans last night as they blew a 19 point first half lead, a 23 point lead in the game. Kyle Kuzma, 34 points, three rebounds, six assists, but six turnovers. And that's been the story of the season offensively. Jordan Poole, lousy shooting, six of 16, 14 points. Also, four turnovers. Your two best players combined for 10 turnovers as Pascal Siakam's season-high 39 points helps the Raptors overcome a 23-point deficit. And he got it going in the third quarter, 22 points in the third, and this is the most embarrassing part of the loss, Stub. The Wizards led 107-95 with 5.47 to play in the fourth quarter. That was their final... Score, basically. They didn't score again the rest of the game. They didn't make another shot the rest of the game as Pascal Siakam helped the Raptors come back from 107-95. And here's Siakam with the bucket that helps the Raptors take the lead, 109-107. to 20 seconds to go in the game. 12 on the shot clock. Schroeder to Siakam on Koulibaly. Shot clock at 5. Siakam drive. Pull up. Jumper. Goal! Bucket! Toronto with the lead. And that was the call on TSN 1050 in Toronto. So Raptors win 111 to 107 as the Wizards were outscored in the final five minutes and 40 seconds to play by 16 points. 16 to nothing run wins the game for the Toronto Raptors. Coach Wes Unseld said after the game, we were able to get rim attempts. Can't really buy a better shot than that, but... It's just so frustrating. So the Wizards lost Sunday in Brooklyn where they gave up a late 15-0 run 
and they lose this one to giving up a late 16-0 run as Washington has lost seven of their last eight games. The Boston Celtics got past the New York Knicks last night, 114 to a 98 thanks to 35 points, six rebounds, seven assists from Jason Tatum. And here's Tatum with a bucket in the second half to give the Celtics an 81-57 advantage. Moves into the corner, Tatum. This could do it here. Tatum to the corner for three. Good night. Man, somebody get some grease out because they find doggone fish up in here. <laughs> Can't beat the Celtics at home this year. They're 8-2 and two and 5-0 and oh at home thanks to the sharpshooting of Jason Tatum. Milwaukee in a hard-fought battle with the Chicago Bulls. Giannis, fresh off of his career high the other night, has 35 points and 11 rebounds, including this big bucket to give the Bucks a 112-99 lead. Here's the call on WTMJ in Milwaukee. Giannis goes the other way after Levine knocks down the free throw. He's at the top of the arc now. Going to pull up just from that spot you were talking about, and he makes you look good. Bounces it over the front iron and gets it to drop. Mid-range jumper from Giannis, and now he is sitting at 29 points. Milwaukee almost unbeatable at home also. 5-1 and one on the season at home, 6-4 and four on the year. Good game in the NBA tonight between a couple of seven-footers. Victor Wembanyama, 7'4", Chet Holmgren, Seven foot one, he said to the media earlier this week. I don't look up literally to many people, but Victor, that's one of them. As the two seven footers will actually face off in the NBA in season tournament tonight, it's going to be a good battle between the Spurs and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm looking forward to watching these two guys go against each other because I have placed a bet on Chet Holmgren rather than. Victor Wembenyama to win NBA Rookie of the Year. But we move over to the NHL here on the Sports app. And every day on the Sports app, we're tracking Alex Ovechkin, the great eight as he hunts history, trying to track down the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Game tonight for the Washington Capitals against the Vegas Golden Knights, the team they defeated five years ago to win the Stanley Cup. And Washington is on a two-game win streak, and Alex Ovechkin had two goals in the game over the weekend. Here's the call on one of them. Final 10 ticks of this New Jersey-New York trip. Ovechkin hiding behind the D. Alex to the open goal. Bullseye. Well, it took him a while, but... So five shots on the game over the weekend. Two goals. Caps win 4-1 to one game tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights as Alex Ovechkin has 826 career goals, chasing Wayne Gretzky's 894 and needs 68 goals to tie 69 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Last thing to mention here on the sports app, we spoke with Coach Kimbrough of Hampton, Sydney last week. Well, he was just named National Coach of the Week by Hoop Dirt as the Tigers of Hampton, Sydney will play Randolph-Macon on December 8th. That game is coming fast and will sell out. 
Uh, I want to stress again that home games at Hampton Sydney are free and one of the best sports values in the Commonwealth. You can bring your friends, you can bring your kids. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to get out to a Hampton Sydney game this season. You're listening to the Sports app here on the fan. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. We'll catch up with MP on Crosstalk coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us throughout the show. If it's a good tweet, we will read it on air. That's at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. And I saw a really cool video on Twitter from NFL Films. So after the game in which DK Metcalf destroyed the commanders in the final drive of the game, right, with two big catches, one for 24 yards, to get the Seahawks in a field goal range and get the win, Logan Thomas came up to him, the tight end for the Commanders, and said, hey, my son is a big fan, and I just wanted to let you know that it might not mean anything to you. And DK, with a really classy move, he said, are you serious? Your son loves me? He can have my jersey. So he took it off of his, his body, he signed it, he autographed it for Logan Thomas's son and gave it to him. And I just thought that's a really cool moment there uh, in an NFL game uh, that's heated, that went down to the wire. Uh, but, you know, these guys are humans also, and uh, they have families just like you and I. But it is time to take your phone calls here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. Great article by Sam Fortier this morning in the Washington Post. The Commander's defense often rebounds by now. This year, it seems cooked. And really, that's what we talked about last week was in the month of November, Ron Rivera had been 9-3. and three. That's why I believed that his team was going to get a hard-fought road victory in Seattle. The problem is, is that the defense has regressed. The offense has taken steps forward. The defense has taken steps back. It's Murphy's Law of Washington. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. They finally found their quarterback. We've been searching for 29 years. Find our guy. But the defense cannot contain the explosive plays. And he writes, after the field goal sailed through the upright, sealing another brutal loss, the commander's defense coordinator, Jack Del Rio, turned away from the field and hurled his headset. It slammed into the benches, inches from cornerback Benjamin St. Juice. I believe, I'm Adam Epstein on 910 The Fan, that we were inches away from Ron Rivera being forced to fire Jack Del Rio. If his headset makes any contact with Benjamin St. Juice, we're all jumping for joy because Jack the Hack Del Rio will be gone. But what happened was it landed inches from St. Juice, who had allowed several critical plays late in the game, and everyone ran off the sidelines into the locker room while St. Juice sat alone, shocked, knowing that he was the reason the commanders lost. And look, this the, the issue with the defense is they always seem to lack attention to detail. And because of that, they get burnt on big plays. And in my opinion, third downs in the NFL are the biggest play in the game every single drive. Third downs, whether you convert or not, make or break your game plan, and they can absolutely cost you a game. It is the play when an offense will go to their most talented player. It's the point in the game when the defense 
goes to their most comfortable coverage. You're going to get a moment in the game where the defense wins on third down, they get off the field, and every game you're going to get a moment where the offense wins on third down. Who wins more consistently on third down usually determines who wins the game. Well, Washington did a really good job against Seattle on third down. <coughs> they held the Seahawks to 3 of 13 on third down, but it was their critical third and four conversion on the final drive that took them from 3 of 13 to 4 of 14 and led them to the game-winning field goal. It was third and four from this Seattle 31. If the commanders get a stop, they're going to force Seattle to punt, and we'll be looking at a game going to overtime. Instead, Geno Smith drops back, looks immediately to his left, and show, throws a short two-yard pass to DK Metcalf, who catches and runs for 17 yards to midfield. And Percy Butler and Benjamin St. Juice bring him down, but it was a little too late. Two plays later, the Seahawks go back to DK Metcalf for another 20-yard gain, and just like that, it sets up the game-winning field goal. Sam Fortier said from the Washington Post, in each of the first three seasons under Jack Del Rio, the defense started slow, but rebounded in time to make a midseason playoff push. The slight uptick in recent weeks suggests this unit might follow suit, but after Sunday, there's little reason to believe the defense can recover. They just give up too many explosive plays. That is the issue, right? The commanders are four and six, and the defense might look better against the two and eight Giants and quarterback Tommy DeVito. But then, how are they going to look on Thanksgiving against a Dallas team that's had 468 yards of offense last week against the New York Giants? So here's the trend that Sam Fortier pointed out. In 2020, weeks one through six, they allowed 26 points per game. But the final 11 weeks of the season, they only allowed 16 points. Then in 2021, from 31 points per game to 20. And that's why the team went on a late season run in November. Last year, 22 points per game to 17.6. Imagine this commander's defense giving up 17.6 points per game. Stub, we might be undefeated if that was happening, right? I guess we still would have lost to the Buffalo Bills. But besides that, we would have won every game, right? Because the commander's offense has scored so many points this year. We, we were giving up 17 last year. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, we would have won every single game this year, except for the loss to the Giants and the Buffalo Bills. We'd be talking about a team that's what? Eight and two. Instead, they're four and six because of the explosive plays. Washington has allowed 7.9 explosive plays per game. All right, remember, an explosive play is 10 or more yards rushing and 15 or more yards passing. They're fifth worst in the NFL right now. And what's so frustrating to me is I feel like Washington gives up so many explosive plays because of the matchups that Jack Del Rio trusts in, right? Like a linebacker on a running back. David Mayo should never have to guard Kenneth Walker. He got burnt every time that happened. A linebacker on a tight end. Jamin Davis can make some plays, but more likely than not, he's going to screw up against a tight end. We need a safety in that spot there. Or just our rookie corner going against the opposing team's best player with no help overall over top. And we're not pushing guys 
at the line of scrimmage, not trying to jump them at the line. You cannot allow a free run from DK Metcalf, one of the best wide receivers in football. If you let him go untouched off the line of scrimmage and he runs a slant route, that's unstoppable. The only way to stop it is to grab him with your outside arm and you get a pass interference penalty on that, Benjamin St. Juice. You can't do that. This past weekend, it was explosive play after explosive play after explosive play. Where Washington could not stop Seattle running or throwing. They were hot. And Washington fell flat when it mattered most. The most embarrassing play being a first and ten rollout. In which Geno Smith was struggling to find an open receiver. So you let him dump it off to his running back. Oh yeah, that's a five-yard play, right? Well, he turned it into a 64-yard explosive play. Touchdown catch and run because of bad coverage and a few missed tackles. And Kendall Fuller, the cornerback, pointed it out after the game. It was embarrassing. He said a three-yard pass should not go for 64 yards, and yet it did. Explosive plays allowed in the NFL this season. Last place, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's why they struggled defensively this year. Almost nine explosive plays per game. 31st, the Denver Broncos. I mean, that defense... Gave up a million explosive plays to the Dolphins when they scored 70 points. The Steelers' defense, 8.22 explosive plays. But Steelers' defense causes turnovers. The Giants are 29th. Washington is 28th. Washington has been terrible at stopping opponents as the clock winds down. With four or few minutes to go, they have allowed 75 points this year. You want a field goal or you want a late touchdown drive? You better hope you have Washington on the schedule. That's how bad it's been for Commanders fans this year. And the Seahawks had two opportunities in the first half. They got a field goal with under four minutes left and then had a chance for another field goal. Ron Rivera's ass got lucky that Geno Smith threw the ball into the dirt because that was another opportunity for some late game points. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. We're going to switch things up and go around the NBA on the Fast Break with AWOD coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, and I need to let all of Ram Nation know you can join Sports Radio 910 The Fan, Club D3 Travel, and myself, as I broadcast live from the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving weekend at the Walt Disney World Resort. Cheer on VCU as they take on Iowa State. If they win, they could face off against Virginia Tech, Penn State's in the field, Texas A&M, and Butler. Uh, I mean, this is a lot of tournament teams. It's going to be awesome. Exclusive tournament packages are presented by Club D3 Travel. Whether you want to stay on property or off of Disney Resort property, D3 gets you in on the action as Club D3 Travel is owned and operated by VCU alum and Disney experts. Give them a call, 804-869-0184. Go visit them online, clubd3travel.com. And even if you're not going to make it to Disney for the trip this Thanksgiving, but you want to go and take the kids in the future, D3 has you covered. It's clubd3travel.com for more information. But joining me right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Sergeant Snyder in the AWOD Army, Rick Snyder. What's going on, Rick? On Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
That sounded pretty good. Yeah, man. I my my dad's upset that I'm not going to be with him Thanksgiving, but uh, I just visited him this past weekend, and uh, I bought him a really nice watch from Luster. So if you run into my dad uh, on any of your tours, take a look. Take a look at his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Rick. Uh, what did you think was the biggest reason that the Commanders lost to the Seahawks? I pointed to the secondary. Oh, boy, there, the sins were many <laughs> to do that. I would say more the line because, you know, no pass rush, no pass defense. In two games since they traded away their ends, they've gotten one sack and, and six hits. Yeah. And it's just making – and the defense is a prevent defense, basically, <laughs> in the secondary. So without anybody harassing the passer, they're getting picked apart. But I, I think it's the line that just hasn't done its job at all. No, it's a good point. And, um, I mean, Geno Smith had open receivers in the first half, and he just had time in the pocket. Uh, luckily, he missed them, and that's why it was close there. But then uh, what was so frustrating was the dump off to Kenneth Walker, right? I mean, two games in a row, they give up a 64-yard explosive play for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, so much happened in that game. But, I mean, Seattle messed up, too. Like, they jumped off twice on fourth and one. Right, you know, which, yeah. Who, who does that once, much less twice? Um, you know, there's so many. And the refs, you know, I thought the refs throwing out Emmanuel Forbes was dumb. I thought it was excessive. And uh, the fourth down pass interference call against St. Juice, I thought was a bad call. And that led to Seattle's go-ahead touchdown. So, I mean, there were so many things that went on in this game. At times, I thought they, you know, they were going to win for sure. And then at times, I thought they were going to lose for sure. And, Man, it came down, and then Ron didn't want to go for two at the end, and gave a crazy explanation on that. Right. Um, I mean, there's just—it was one of those games you walked away feeling like you'd seen everything. Yeah. No, I was exhausted after the game. It's Rick Snyder with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. And Rick, the question of the day has been: Do you still believe the Commanders can fight for a playoff spot? No, that's a fool's paradise. I mean, let's look at the schedule. Two games against Dallas, Miami, and San Francisco. Can you even win two of those? Kind of doubt it. Probably may not win one of those. Okay, so there's just no way they get into the playoffs now. Now, the reason I would argue I'm giving them a shot, like you said, they have to beat the Cowboys one of two, and you have to beat the Giants. Then you got to steal one either against Miami or the 49ers. But the reason I give them a shot is less their schedule and more the Vikings don't have that easy of a schedule. And they have Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. So it's going to come down to, I think, Atlanta, Minnesota, or Washington for that final playoff spot. <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah. And I haven't gone through, I've just given up and not even looked at any scenarios. But <laughs> I, I think of the three, Minnesota would be the team in there. How do you feel about Sam Howell being the franchise quarterback here in Washington? I mean, he's thrown for a ton of yards. He's uh, figured out the sack issue a little bit. And what's so impressive to me is his ability to kind of throw on the run and make a play when there isn't a play to be made. Literally sitting in front of my screen right now, column for 106.7 The Fan, where I now rank Sam Howell fourth among starting quarterbacks since the last Super Bowl. Wow. Now, what's that say? 11 games and he's already there. That's that speaks to both the grotesque and greatness in this group. But, I mean, if you go Rippon, because Rippon started 92 after the Super Bowl, still quite rip there. Brad Johnson was a really good one, although it was too short a time. Yeah. And Kirk, Kirk Cousins had some really great years. After that, I think you go to Hal, because after Hal, I would have Trent Green and then Alex Smith. Where's my boy uh, Mark Brunel? 
Brunel, I have a tenth. Ooh, didn't we make you the know, playoffs so, one year with Brunel though, or no? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, and and so it, you know, like Heineke, I have eleven. I mean, but you go down the bottom of this list. Yeah, there's Beck, yeah. John Beck, Mark Sanchez, Fitzpatrick, who played ten minutes, Dwayne Haskins, who barely played before he left, Danny Werfel, Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It just goes on. Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, who played the one COVID game and never was seen again, I mean, I have him ranked 26th out of the group. <laughs> have you lost faith uh, in Jahan Dotson? I mean, the the, the second-year wide receiver is really struggling to catch the ball. You know, it's really strange. It's like, I haven't lost faith in him, but he's in a slump. He played practically every snap against Seattle and was only targeted twice. Yeah, Remember, one was, one was definitely a drop. I forget the second. But they, they kind of just ignored him in a way, even though he's on the field all the time. Um, you know, he has good hands. I guess he's just going through something, and it happens, I guess, to every player. Uh, so I, I wouldn't worry about him. I mean, of the four first-round picks that Ron Rivera has made, he's the best one. And he's still – his numbers this year are about on track for what he had last year, so which is still lower than you expect. But if you're going to throw the ball at Terry and the ends in the back so much, I mean – it's kind of hard for him to get a lot of chances. If the Commanders do not win this Sunday, if they lose to the New York Giants, I think everyone's going to be screaming, fire everybody. Will Josh Harris make a move? Well, I don't think so just because Thanksgiving is four days away, you yeah. know, and that's a Dallas game. But if so, you lose yeah. to the Giants, I think you let Ron Rivera have Thanksgiving with his family. Don't send him to Dallas. <laughs> uh, I think you go to Dallas just to get it, try and have – you know, this team has shown it can win game. It can compete with teams to the end, better teams. Yeah. Haven't been able to show they can win them, but they've been able to compete them. I think you cause such chaos and then going into a Thanksgiving, lose to Dallas, and then maybe you think about it because you have 10 days till the next game. But who are you going to put in charge? And, and I, I want to talk about uh, Eric Bieniemy. I think in a way it's very unfair to EB to give him the interim title. Because you don't know, you you should hire a GM first, and then he gets to pick the coach. And maybe he doesn't want to do EB, and you can't back him into it. EB gets handcuffed with a a resume of like two and six or whatever it'll be. Yeah, and and that hurts his chances elsewhere too. No, you're right. But here's uh, here's what I would argue, and that's that in the off season he kept saying we're going to pay attention to the details, every little detail, and we're going to work on that. And I think the little details have helped Brian Robinson be able to catch passes out of the backfield. They've helped the offense in Sam Howell. I think if the defense paid attention more to little details, they'd be playing a lot better. So I kind of want a guy like that leading our franchise. I mean, there's a lot to like about Eric Bieniemy. Um, I like his attitude, the way he leads men. His game plan still needs some work. He's still young into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's head coach, somebody else will be working on those too. Uh, you know, there's all these kind of things. I mean, I just remember for a long, you know, earlier this summer when Ron was asked, what's the difference between this team and the other teams in the division? He always said quarterback. Well, yeah. now you got a quarterback. You got maybe, well, I don't know if he's a, I wouldn't say he's the best quarterback in there, but he's competitive. And, and you're losing because your defense collapsed. You know, you build one side of the ball up, but that's always a temporary thing for a few years. And they couldn't hold on long enough for the offense to get better. No. And now you're, now you're caught on both ends. Special teams. I mean, what, what is the issue here with Cameron Cheeseman and, and, and the snaps here? Are, are, does he take the blame for the missed extra point at the beginning of the game, or is that on Joey Sly? Uh, I think that one was on Joey, but 
You know, there was at least two punts that Tressway had to jump up to get the ball. Right. Uh, and bring it down. And then there was also, uh, he was holding too, and he had to grab one that was bad and get it up, and they got it in at time. Uh, so trust saved Cheeseman from being fired, that's for sure. Uh, and he's, you know, he started with this early in the season and he's been good for quite a few weeks. But, you know, he's, he's, you know, any more of this stuff and he'll be gone. They'll find another snapper. Rick, always appreciate you taking the time. That's Sergeant Snyder. Follow him on social media at Snyder underscore remarks. And uh, one more time here. So, what is this article you're working on for 1067 The Fan? Uh, which where I'm going to rank uh, Sam Howell, you know, among the you know, number four overall of 35 quarterbacks since this team uh, has been in a Super Bowl, which just shows you a guy that was 11 games. I mean, it's been a lot, you know, mostly good games, you know, but he's risen up, and that just speaks mostly to a lot of has-beens, failed first-rounders, nobodies. <laughs> but now they found people are skeptical of how. I'm like, why? Look versus what you've had for a generation. Yeah, this guy is King Kong compared to the rest of that. Yeah, and I'd love an off season where all they do is build around him and get some decent offensive linemen. Yeah, the, the first round pick's got to be a tackle. I mean, it just has to be. Although you know what, you need a defensive end. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think the fans would go insane if they picked the defensive end in the first, even if it was the right guy to pick. All right, follow Sergeant Snyder on social media, Snyder underscore remarks, and now you can read your work at Big Bad Rick dot wordpress well, dot com. That that's a temporary thing. I didn't place hold. It's, it's I'm getting one. I'm getting one URL to come out of uh, somebody else controlling. I'm getting my monumental thoughts back soon. I'm just transferring, so I had to put something up, and it's on. It's online. We talked about today in Congress. There was shoving match a couple times among congressmen. I write a story about in 1890, a reporter actually shot a former congressman to death on the steps of the Capitol inside, and the blood is still on the marble. And you can see the picture I took of it. I love it. Big Bad Rick. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate it. See you. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open. You could be the quarterback or GM of this segment. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Or you can always get in touch with me on social media. That's at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. And uh, we're joined by Skip from Club D3 Travel right now. And, uh, Skip, we want to do an impromptu dude food. All right, dude food is a segment we do on my show here. When there's any food news in Richmond, we bring it up on dude food. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? loves food dude food all right and if you have any food news here in richmond or any new restaurants that you want us to check out you can always tweet us at 910 the fan at awad radio we've got our list of the best pizza in richmond right now it's jojo's benny's and belmont but you can always uh, suggest some other pizza options for us but uh, this dude food news comes in from jay smitty and stub he wants us to try the lunch for Customer Appreciation Day this week and this week only. Free lunch Monday through Friday at the Paper Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I, you I, had actually, I, I had it yesterday. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. 
And it, let me tell you something. It's not free because oh. I had to pay 150 bucks. Oh no way! It was yeah. my buddy Kevin Sheffield's birthday. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be telling this out loud to the, yeah. your public, but we were there. <laughs> Let's do it, yeah. You went to <laughs> we, Paper Moon. We went to Paper Moon. Uh, they Which have the one? Lunch. The one in Scott's or where? Scott's Edition, yeah. Ooh, so I haven't been so to it's, that it's one since 3. 2013. <laughs> I haven't been in 10 years. How was yeah. it? It was great. I mean, we were the only ones there. So um, <laughs> there weren't even strippers. <laughs> no, 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 there were strippers. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah. but uh, there's there was uh, so obviously the three of us. We walked in, yeah, and we were inundated by girls because I mean we were the only customers at yeah. the time, and uh, they had the lunch special, and uh, we got there at three thirty. So I didn't get to, but I asked about. it. I was like, "Hey, free lunch? Well, there's got to be a catch." Yeah, and they said no catch, but you know. I, I spent a lot of money while I was there. So. <laughs> All right, Stubbs, so you can you can go to Paper Moon, get the free lunch, and, and give us a review. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm just coming off of being sick. Might as well go to you know one of the cleanest <laughs> yeah. places in the world and get yeah. one of well, some yeah, you know yeah. fresh food. How about that? You know, I've I've actually I've never eaten the food at the strip clubs, but there was this gentleman's club in D.C. that I worked next to that I heard had the best steak in town, but really? I just I didn't trust it. You yeah, know? they yeah, probably I, I, load it with butter. <laughs> or, or something else. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, but uh, no, it may, I, I think it's a great deal. But like I said, you know, and then they also have uh, $3 beers after uh, 4 o'clock. So, we, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it was, it's, I mean, I, I definitely would try it out. Let's if, go. If Paper Moon is listening to this, I would love to broadcast live from the Paper Moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's great it'd radio. A, it would right be there. a great visual. You too. can describe everything that's <laughs> yeah. going on around you. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just uh, remembered a local story that ties into this a bit. Okay. On uh, Friday. There's something called Stripalodeon, a burlesque Nick and Disney themed show in oh Richmond. In Richmond this Friday. What? Oh my god! <laughs> like old school Nickelodeon characters, I, like Rocket I, Power. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> Rocket Boom? Power. Yeah, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably Sponge that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Did you have any other food news in Richmond? You know, I just uh, I, I was at Ucrops and I had the fantastic taters at that standalone. Uh, Ucrops restaurant, which yeah. I love. It's delicious food, and they got uh, good stuff. So I mean, I mean, I always love going to that spot whenever possible. I'm, uh, you, you grew up in Richmond, so yeah. you you remember. Well, Ucrops I didn't grow up in Richmond, but I, I know about Ucrops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they're always famous for their ready-made taters. Yeah. And uh, you know, now that they have their own store for it. You can get the taters whenever you want. You know what I haven't had that it feels like everyone in Richmond hypes up to me is the Publix sandwiches. Yeah, well, I, I like their uh, pub chicken, sub, right? Isn't yeah, that what I call? like their chicken tenders. Oh, really? Yeah, their chicken tenders. My dad salamers. goes crazy for them. For a pub sub? For a pub sub? <laughs> he talks about them all the time. Yeah, you're gonna get him a pub sub for, for Father's <laughs> Day next year. <laughs> He'd love nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, we wanted to bring you in here to talk about the trip to Orlando. Yes. And uh, I- I'm hearing from more and more people as I do my pregame shows from the Commonwealth Room this year. There's going to be a decent amount of Ram fans. In Orlando for Thanksgiving. I'm excited about it. You know, uh, we got used to uh, at uh, a great place called uh, um, uh, what's 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 the name of the spot? Kitty O'Shea's. Oh, okay, it's yeah, it's, Kitty it's, O'Shea's, yeah. it's an Irish uh, sports pub. It's uh, right there next to Disney Springs. You'll be broadcasting your show there. And I'm looking forward to you coming down. Uh, this is going to be exciting. Are you ready? I mean, it's going to be great weather, it looks like. I'm so fired up for this trip. And if anybody wants to join me, uh, we're going to have a ton of activities, including a bar crawl. And it's easy. Go to clubd3travel.com, club 
D3Travel.com. Or if you want more information, call in right now and you can speak to uh, Skip right now. Of course, he's the owner and operator of Club D3 Travel and a known Disney expert. 833-804-0910. It's going to be a great weekend because, you know, it's tournament style. Yeah. you got to love that. I mean, it's going to remind me. It always reminds me of the A-10 tournament. Plus, you get to see Virginia Tech. Penn State, uh, you know, get to see uh, Coach uh, Coach Rhodes. Coach Rhodes there, so it's yeah. going to be exciting. I mean, and it's uh, you know four days of uh, basketball, and uh, you know nothing says uh, Thanksgiving like uh, college basketball. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this trip. So I'll arrive Tuesday late night. Wednesday I'll do my show. What do, what do you think is the plan Wednesday after the show? Wednesday after the show, I think we we, we fly back to Richmond to <laughs> Paper Moon for the lunch special. <laughs> Uh, we have to return the girls because they're going to come with us on Tuesday. <laughs> right? Yeah. They say, hey, you guys want to go to Florida? <laughs> so I was asking friends of mine, like, should I try to go to one of the Disney parks? And uh, they told me Epcot's number one. My yeah, you, sister told me Magic Kingdom, but everyone else no. said Epcot. Yeah, so, I mean, Epcot is basically, I mean, the, the ticket price is, a, is I, I always call it, it's a cover charge. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 kind of one giant big bar crawl because you a lot of people drink around the world. Yeah. I mean, uh, and so, uh, you know, we always, the, the question is, would you start in Mexico or Canada? Because, uh, I'd probably start in Canada. Uh, see, see, no, I, I disagree with that. Okay. Because tell me why. Liquor before beer. So you do the tequila <laughs> shots. Oh yeah. In Mexico. Okay. So, but, uh, anyway, it's, Hold it's on, a, tell me a little mo- more about drinking around the world. Cause I, I've heard so many great things about it. Yeah. So they, they have all the different countries. So they have Mexico and. Norway, and so all of them have uh, bars in them, and they have featured drinks. How far of a native. walk is it between each country? It's a, it's well, it's a one mile loop around the lake. Oh, nice! But they're right next to each other, uh-huh. so uh, so you can get some exercise in while you're you get drinking some exercise. A bit. See, yeah, it's in fact uh, you can buy a medal that says, uh, you know, like a. a I've drank like, around the world. Yeah, I drank around the world. Metal. It's the one mile crawl. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, you know, and they have uh, you know uh, UK. It's got an Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, an English pub. Uh, France has got uh, you know a, a champagne bar, hmm. so there's all kinds of different places to drink around the world, and you can get sake drinks in uh, Japan, and so it's very difficult, however, to do it because if you want to do it properly, because I mean, you, listen, it's it's a lot of countries. Yeah. So then I will be there on Thanksgiving. What is the plan for Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, uh, we got uh, there's lots of restaurants around because I mean there's tons of restaurants, and so uh, you know. Uh, what would you like to do? Would you like to? Would you have Thanksgiving I, with me? Or? I would, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. Uh, I talked to Ed Nixon on Friday. Yeah. He said whatever Skip is planning, he wants in on it too. Okay. Well, that, that's what I heard too from my, my buddy Kevin. So. Yeah. So it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going down this Thanksgiving, and if you want to come, you can get your tickets to the action. You get you can get your travel plans and all that good stuff at clubd3travel.com. That's clubd3travel.com. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan.